0: Live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits, inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel, it's Inside the Jets. Brought to you by EY, building a better working world. And by m and Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Now, here's Eric Allen and Eric.
1: Welcome to Inside the Jets. We are broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits, inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. We have a great show in store for you this, uh, this evening. Jason Myers is here, as is the Tasmanian devil, Rontez Miles E. But uh, first off, it is Veterans Day. And I would like to say that uh, we have to thank all those in our military. Men, women, um, those who are done serving, those who continue uh, to serve abroad, uh, and their families for their constant sacrifices each and every day. There is no greatest, greater sacrifice than giving yourself for the betterment of others.
2: Absolutely. You know, uh, thank you to all the servicemen and women and their families. You know, this is, this is a, a special day, a somber day for a lot of people, you know, who, who have lost some people close to them, people who have sacrificed for our country. So thank you and salute. Happy Veterans Day, everyone.
1: Yeah, uh, no doubt about that. And uh, we all as Americans have a duty Uh, to remember those folks who come back because a a lot of people are in need of support here in this country, and I was very proud of the Jets, and I'm very proud of the National Football League overall in this Salute to Service Week.
2: Yeah, it has been great. You know, the, the NFL players getting involved with the servicemen and women. Uh, it's, it's really been a special special thing. You know, a lot of a lot of the current players have family members who served, who have served, you know, who are serving right now. So it's, it's always great to make that connection.
1: Yeah, uh, okay. So uh, we're not bearing the lead. We had to get that out of the way, we pay our proper respects but uh the new york jets todd bowles summed it up we stunk it up against the buffalo bills a 41 to 10 uh loss at metlife stadium what happened e
2: man these games are always these are always tough to talk about you know these games where you come out during the week have a great week of practice and for some reason somehow some way things just don't go your way from the jump and you never really recover and that's what happened with the jets you know uh the Bills they're going against the Bills they signed Matt Barkley who signed with the team I think 11 days before the game there, there was a receiver who, signed, who had activated the, the day before the game right. and came out you know the first play hit him with the big play second play they scored a touchdown um, sometimes you, it just looked like they weren't ready to play you know I, I'm sure they were listen the Hayes in the barn I'm sure they had a great week of practice but sometimes when you get out there to the field the other team just sets the tone, and that's what it looked like. Buffalo dominated the line of scrimmage; they were out physical. Uh, the Jets, and you know, it's a tough thing to go through, but it's a learning. It's a learning lesson for the Jets.
1: Why does it not translate from what is happening on the practice field? Because to a man in the Jets locker room, they said, from Wednesday to Friday, we hit it. We hit everything we had to. We were ready for this ball game.
2: You know, there's a, a, a few different reasons on why that can happen. You know, maybe the Buffalo gave them a look that they weren't expecting. You know, I know they came out swinging, you know, with the deep ball at the beginning, beginning of the game, which I would have done as well. Tremaine Johnson was, Just out. Coming back from he was a quad out for injury. several weeks with a quad injury. you got to test that. Make sure he's 100% healthy. And that's what they did that first play. Tremaine, to his credit, came back and played a very solid game. But you know, once, every once in a while when they throw that punch, uh, you know, Mike Tyson says that everyone has a game plan until they get punched in the face. Right. And the Jets got punched in the face early and often, and it really changed the tone of the game.
1: Defensively, you as a guy who played in this league for multiple years – Can you get into it as far as everybody's got to be taking care of their own individual assignment, 11 players? Because Mm -hmm. if one guy is not taking care of his assignment, things can go all all awry. You talked about the first play. That's just a one-on-one go route. Mm -hmm. The second play, Shady McCoy, three guys are in the same gap, and he goes goes dancing in for a touchdown. Well, you
2: know, when I went back and looked at that second play, to me – the Jets were in the wrong personnel. Okay. Uh, the first play, they came, the Buffalo Bills came out with two tight ends, two receivers. The Jets were in their base defense. The next play, they took out a tight end, added a receiver. The Jets never adjusted. They came out in a formation, I think, that uh, they hadn't practiced, and there was some confusion because no one was guarding a slot receiver. The one guy motioned over. No one was guarding the slot receiver. Jamal Adams got pinned inside. There was no one to contain the run, and Marcus May was the only guy who had an opportunity from the deep middle to make that tackle, which, you know, nine times out of ten, a safety would, uh, with Shady McCoy in the open field is not going to work out.
1: Did you expect um, the offense to continue to have some sort of struggles? Because this has been a scuffling unit, and this is the first time Josh McCown, who is an accomplished veteran in the National Football League, but this is a guy in his 16th year who has not had the rock for Almost a calendar year. you got to go back to week 13 of the 2017 season, the last time he
2: was on the field. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I thought that this was going to be a, an explosive offensive game for the Jets. Okay. You know, I know Josh McCown had a lot of success last year. He had a great week. I have a lot of confidence in him. He's, he's had a great career, and he's going to continue to play great football. But at the be- before this game started, I said, listen, this offense is probably going to click. Josh McCown has seen a lot of different defenses in his life, and, and it's going to show uh, Sam Darnold how things are going to be run, how things should be run. But, you know, unfortunately, the D-line for, for Buffalo got pressure early. There were some three and outs, and you kind of lose that momentum, especially when you get behind in points. When it's 14 nothing, it's hard to stick to your game plan. It's hard to, to be disciplined running the football, throwing play action passes, and it kind of throws off the, the, the offense and the thing that you've been doing all week.
1: Inside the Jets is supported by selective insurance responses, everything. How do the Jets respond to this? They're heading into their buy. As a player, are you happy to get away from everything right now at this point?
2: Yes and no. You know, obviously you want to go into your bye with the victory and with some, with some momentum. Um, it, it's always tough because you go into the film room and it's one of those, those sessions that you just, everyone has to take it on the chin. You know, not at, I'm sure there was very few guys in that film room that can hold their head up high after, this, after a loss like this. Um, it's one of those games that you learn from. You, you, you take it on the chin. You understand where you messed up, where you need to improve, and you move forward. You can't hang on to it. You can't let it linger because at the end of the day, it's not going to help you.
1: E, what is the identity of the New York Jets right now, and what do you think it should be?
2: Well, you know, I, I think the identity is, has stayed true. You know, they're, they're a tough physical def- defense that, that dominates. They didn't dominate last week.
1: No, and that was the biggest surprise of that ball game is the Bills offensive line that had struggled blocking basically everybody throughout the year. They helped the
2: Bills total more than 200 yards on the ground. Well, you know what? Every, time, every once in a while that – things click for your offensive yeah. line. You look at the Jets playing against the Denver Broncos. Yeah. They were one of the top run defenses in the in the world and the Jets ran for 300 yards on them. So every once in a while you hit one of those games where, where the, the fits are a little different, where things don't look the same and they get blurry and all of a sudden you're behind a, you know, a bunch of points. Um, I, I still think the identity of this team is a, is a physical, um, hard-nosed football team that runs the ball first, dominates the line of scrimmage, and I think they'll get back to that. You know, they're, 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 miss, they're having some injuries. They're a very young team. I don't think anyone expected uh, the Jets to go undefeated this year, but at the same time, they want to see progress, and the Jets definitely took a step back this week. Well, uh,
1: offensively, what is the challenge right now? What are teams doing no matter what the personnel is in the game because we've seen a lot of different guys in there for the Jets? Robbie Anderson, the person that you count on to take the top off of defense, mm-hmm. obviously he wasn't in the lineup yesterday.
2: I think teams are, are stopping the run early, and okay. that's what I would do against the Jets because if the Jets can run the football well – it opens up their entire offense you know it allows robbie anderson to get one-on-one coverage uh when they stop the run early you get behind in points they can sit back and cover two double team the, the biggest threats they can play cover two coverage keep those corners up in quincy and nunwa's face yeah. eliminating some of those screen passes that the jets had so much success running at the beginning of the year and, and it just complicates things Um,
1: Were they dropping the safety down a lot yesterday, or were they playing the two deep?
2: Well, you know, I think early in the game they they were. They were dropping the safety down to stop that run. But once you get that lead, you can kick back and and play cover four. You can play cover two coverage. Let your defensive line uh, uh, force the hand of of the offense because you understand that this team needs to throw the ball to to catch up, and the defensive line can pin their ears back.
1: Uh, You you know, in Buffalo, a former columnist for the Buffalo News – Jerry Sullivan, he wrote today, the Jets will be better off than the Bills if Sam Darnold winds up being a better quarterback than Josh Allen. The fate of the two AFC East rivals comes down to which young quarterback will be better equipped to lead the way when Tom Brady calls it quits in New England. So Sam Darnold was not on the field against the Buffalo Bills Either was Josh Allen. A lot to get to. I want you to think about that. But we're going to come back with the aforementioned Rontez Miles. We are just yeah. getting started here on Inside the Jets.
0: Hand off Crowell. Starts to his right. Cuts it back to the left. Turns the corner. And he's going to walk into the end zone with a Jet touchdown. Isaiah Crowell saw the defense collapse inside. He bounced it outside left. And got in the front left corner of the end zone. And the Jets dent the Bills end zone for the first time today.
1: Welcome back to Inside the Jets. Jets Rewards yeah. members, don't forget to enter code TOUCHBACK in your Jets Rewards portal during the show to earn 100 points. Eric Allen here alongside <coughs> Eric Coleman. Our player guest segment is presented by m Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Let's bring in our first player guest, Safety, Rontez, Miles. Tez, thank you so much for coming out tonight. No, no
3: problem. Thanks for having me.
1: Tez, what happened yesterday?
3: Oh, man. I mean. How do you explain it? I mean, it's easy. You can just watch the game and see we, yeah. uh, we got outplayed. They wanted it more. You know, hats off to Buffalo. They came in and took the game.
2: Now, now, coming out for the game, you guys had a great week of practice, right? And, yeah. and what is it like when the team comes out, the team you're playing comes out and throws uh, a series of blows. They, they, and you. I know everybody on the team wanted to bounce back and right. and recover, but when you just you just can't do it. What is that like? How frustrating was it on the sidelines and, and on the field? Um, it's very frustrating. But um, Coach Bowles is
3: one of the main guys that reminds you to stay calm. Um, he was saying to me the whole game, just stay calm. Like you know, keep the guys together. Like it happens. It's the NFL. When I'm, I remember my first year here, we was playing Green Bay, 2013. I wasn't playing, but I was um, watching the game, and we were up 27-3. And in high school and college the game's over at that point Mm -hmm. but i seen these guys come back and win and i'm like man this is really the nfl like anything's possible so it happens day in and day out and you know yesterday was our day
1: what was the message uh, to the team today before you guys departed for the bye when coach Bowles got you in there and he did review that game film
3: um he said it. He said, man, watch the film and, you know, be able to look yourself in the mirror, you know, and as simple as that. We, we watch the film and we know what the uh, mistakes are and how to fix them. But it's on us. Coaches can't make us play better, you know, and um, just basically be ready to come back to work. And um, we got six games left and we're going to do whatever we take to win. Them.
2: Now, now, what was it on, from the defensive side uh, of the ball? Was it guys <clears throat> pressing? Was it you know trying to make too many plays, not trusting one another, or, or what was it that you saw in the film?
3: Um, I would say that man, just alignment and assignment. It's like um, you know we have to be more consistent with that. When we when we're doing our job and everybody's on the same page, uh, we're lights out, and mm-hmm. it's, it showed this season. And um, that comes with you know a mixture of roster, a lot of young guys. It comes with chemistry things, and the chemistry is uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. But you still got a lot of young guys you got new guys in new spots we're still trying to build a chemistry amongst each other but if you're, you're consistent in your job you'll you'll have success so we just got to be more consistent
1: mm-hmm. now you played all your snaps on special teams sunday yep. do you think defensively before we started getting into you individually do you think defensively guys can press because they want to make a play and you guys are so desperate for those momentum-changing plays that you were getting early in the season.
3: Right. Um, I don't think guys are pressing. I think, you know, it's just being a natural competitor. You want to make a play. And um, like I said, that comes with age. Like, when I came in, was, I was with a lot of older guys, man. And we have a lot of athletes now. We have a stacked roster, I feel like. And compared to, like, 2013, I seen Pace and I seen these guys. We had a great D-line. But sure. them guys didn't do nothing extra. They did their job you know and it shows you like just growth they probably didn't always play like that you know i made mistakes in the past i don't i won't make no more but um it's just it's just growing pains and i feel like them guys is each each game they're learning that they can't do what you want secondary d-line uh linebackers whoever you are you got to do your job and it's, it's one big piece of the puzzle you know so
2: now now you just overcame an injury, came back, missed, missed the first part of the season. You've overcome a lot in your life. Yeah. But how much does it make you appreciate the game once you get oh, back on the man. field with your brothers?
1: July 27th, like Eric Coleman was just saying, as you were placed on the pup list. Yeah. And that was a long wait for you to return to the
3: field. It was tough, man. I mean, you love football. And even the more you get, you know, you get older in the game, you kind of think like uh, what am I going to do after football or what's you start getting them thoughts in your mind but when this injury happened I was like man I, I could play for another five years Or you know you start <laughs> like you start missing the game so much and you don't know how how much it affects your life until it's gone and I mean shoot that was the longest way of my life and I'm just happy it's back what
1: did you miss most about it
3: being sore bleeding, like, sweating with your, like, working with your boys when you go to war and, you know, win or lose, you can look each other in the face and they're like, man, I had your back, you had mine. It's like just that feeling, like, with your brothers, you know, going to war with your brothers.
1: You know, I know you guys aren't getting the team success that you want after 10 no. games, 3-7 and seven overall on a four-game slide, but what did you think? Because you are a core performer on these special teams units Yo. for Brandt Boyer. You had 26 tackles last year. So productive. What did you think when you saw these guys balling out like oh, they did man. early in the season? Yeah. Because that, that's that been a consistent element of the Jets that you almost can count on each week, that you guys are going to play sound
3: special teams. Yeah, man. This, this is big, and I, I love the new guys, the new energy, man. We got Jason coming up soon, too. Like we got Jason Myers, of course. Man, I, love, I love the new group, man. And I'm... Watching it was crazy. But now that I'm back, they're like, they know I'm still trying to shake the rest off, but they like right there with me. Like, yeah, we're all back together. Like, this is the time. But um, Coach Ward does a great job calling what he calls, getting us lined up and getting us ready. And um, like I said, I've been here this long, and I had a different special team coach every year. So this is the first time I had the same one for the last few years. Mm-hmm. So not only to hear something for the first time and then kind of put your faith in it, but to see it. Like, I see the production. I see what he's saying works. So it's, it's, it's big.
2: And, and, and can you talk to that? What does it mean having your, your same special teams coach? Because there are a lot of nuances in how you cover a kick, how your special team coach wants you to block a return. Yeah. Can you talk about how uh, second nature that must become after having them twice in a oh, row?
3: Man, it's, it's amazing. I mean, like I said, the first few years have been different and there's different leg stands and how he wants you, want you to block and how to count it. And everything's the same, but the terminology is always different, as you know. you know. So. It's something simple right in your face, but it's called something else, so you, yeah. you won't pick it up as fast. But having the same coach, like, I can go to sleep and think it, like, you know, mm-hmm. this is clockwork, and it just help you play a lot faster, you know, and um, help you also act, help act, um, excuse me, help the other guys around
2: you, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, with their plays and everything, and we talked the whole time, and it's great having them. Can, can you talk about, you, you mentioned in 2013 when you had some of the older guys on the team uh, and how your team has progressed. Can you talk about the change in culture from 2013 to present day? Um, changing culture. Like, how has it been? Because I feel, I feel yeah, energy. I feel yeah, like when more, you, when you go up to yeah. New England, everybody's confident that you're going to beat the, 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 the Patriots. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't always like that.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was an older group when I first came in. So, you know, you had more guys that are poised, so to say. So when, and moments of that time, like New England or any time when it's a big game or, you know, a Monday night or uh, you know, a night game, it's more. So these guys are just comfortable in the element. They don't need to get hyped to perform where you got some young guys now and it's, the energy is amazing. But sometimes if you're too hot hit it and you playing too crazy, mm-hmm. you can make a mistake. It yeah. happens all the time. So um, the culture is still pretty much the same. I just feel like there's definitely more energy with the younger group. And they all mean they all want to win. The whole group band is, but we all want to win. We just got to figure it out.
1: Inside the Jets was presented by EY, Building a Better Working World. Eric Allen, with Eric Coleman here at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Rontez Miles is here, a fan favorite, of course, who's been back on the field the last two games. How are you specifically being used on special teams so far in your return back to action?
3: Um... Filling in where I've been at as of lately, over the last past years, but um, more so now I'm trying to get more in. A, a coach is trying to get me more in the rushing, the punter, okay. some punts. You know, I blocked a few in college. <laughs> me and Bruce Carter caught one in the preseason, so you know I'm, I'm capable of doing it. But um, other than that, everything is uh, pretty much the same as last season, pretty smooth, just trying to get back into the field being myself. You know, that's so. cool.
2: And so, so when you bounce back from that injury, can you explain a little bit, like, what, what was your day like coming back from an injury? Because I don't think fans understand how much dedication, uh, how much work it takes to come back from an injury so quickly. Man, uh, you're the first one in the building, at all the
3: players. You're going to be the last one in the building. Um, you do everything the team do except practice, including extra rehab, work, uh, weight room. So I'm up at 530. I'm my son, I'm already doing everything before my son even get on the school bus. Like I done did. Give him rehab. a shout out. Give him your sh- uh, give him a shout out. That's my son over there. What's Ron name? Miles Jr. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: yes. Yeah, so
3: uh, I call him Deuce with the juice. Okay. I love and that. that's my brother's girlfriend, Ashley Brown, over there.
1: Hey, oh, yeah, Ashley. Give him a round of applause, everybody. Listen. Deuce I, with the juice. Hey, I, you work really hard in the rehab, but continue that. But I also oh, yeah. want to hear about this jersey. It, it, it yeah. says Rontez
3: Miles Sr. in New Jersey yeah. now, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that. When we get into that now, actually? Uh, well, you go treatment wherever yeah, you want ahead. to go yeah. here. Well, um, actually, so this is my 8-year-old son. You know, he's with me full-time now. So yeah. this is his first year up here with me, you know. And it's like, it was a way to remind myself because he always called him Deuce, yeah. you know, which also means two, but it means something else. But I'm like, man, what can I do something to show him, like, you know, this is me, dad. So senior thing came from him. It just makes me go harder, know what I'm playing for. It's on my back. And um, it also shows him, like, anything's possible. He went to the game. He loved it. You know, everything's in reach for him. And, um, you know, he's he's a big reason to the uh, the name change.
2: That, now, you had a rough upbringing. Now, yeah. you spend a lot of time talking to the youth as well. Yeah, I do. Now, why do you feel like that's important for you to connect with the youth and, and put that positive message in their life?
3: Man, because uh, if I... We had a couple guys come in and speak, but I never had like something I was intrigued in. Like, if a football player would have came to my school and spoke to me, I feel like it would have changed me. But um, more so, it's important because I come from where they come from. It ain't like I was born with everything and I just went Division 1 and, you know, whatever you can say, that's the perfect path. I'm nowhere near that and most of these kids are living that same life and the best way to reach them is to show them somebody that did it, you know, so. I'm doing one actually real soon when I go back home. So I do anything I can to reach the youth and I'm um, doing some camps and stuff as well.
2: Keep up that good work, man. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Appreciate
3: you. Uh, uh, last one here. Go.
1: Jamal Adams. Yeah. Have you seen him take a step in year two? And, and where have you seen the most
3: growth? Um, I definitely, and it's crazy because I made him go back and forth all the time. We both live guys, you know, live wires. But um, he made a, a dramatic step, man. And I remember telling him, Uh, It was like probably not even a full week ago. I'm like, man, you're getting better. I said, but you have no clue where you can go. Like I said, the next three years, you're going to be beyond what you can even think of. So don't ever feel like you're there or you made it. You know what I mean? You know him, he he, he said he agreed. Like I know I'm going to get better. Like he's a very confident guy though, but it's crazy. He made a big leap, man, just from uh, play calling and he does a great job that a lot of a lot of safeties that I played with in the in the past years don't do. He diag- he diagnoses the play. He can he can he can read the front. He actually has like a vision like a linebacker, which I give credit to our coach, Denard. He does a great job teaching that. But for him to be that young in his second year and grasp that fast and play that fast, the sky's the limit with Jamal.
1: We gotta have you come back on. Uh, I always love this spot. It yeah. is, he is. Rontez Miles Sr. And and thank you to Junior for coming out tonight. And then we will come right back with another special teams excellent performer for the New York Jets. That's kicker Jason Myers
0: trips to the near side, right back to throws McCown, under some pressure, just heaves it down the left sideline, underthrown, and intercepted, intended for Jermaine Curse, picked off by Matt Milano, he runs right, gets out across the 45, and is brought down at the Bills 46-yard line. Welcome back to Inside the Jets,
1: Eric Allen and Eric Coleman, we are at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits, inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Really good spot there with Rontez Miles. If you missed any of tonight's action, you can check it out on all our Jets social platforms. But we have a second player guest segment which is presented by m Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Let's bring in one of the top performers on this team in 2018 kicker, Jason Myers.
4: Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Jason, I got to start with a stat here. Did you know that you have while well, you obviously do know this that you have four field goals of at least 55 yards this season mm. that ties the nfl mark for most 55 yard field goals or more in a season
4: you're only 10 games through yeah yeah it's a lot of uh, a lot of deep kicks but uh you know it's when you have a stronger leg you get thrown out there a lot for you know some kicks and you know in, in my past i've had some some longer attempts that you know haven't gone my way, so you know it's nice to kind of get something to go
2: through. So you know, talking about the, the technique that goes behind kicks, I know nothing about kicking. When you're kicking a field goal, 55 yards plus, is it similar to golf? Do you, do you keep a, the same stroke as you would a, a, on a 30-yard field goal? What, what is the, the the technical part behind it? <laughs> yeah, you?
4: I mean, you, you definitely have to you know try and keep the swing the same, um, you know, whether it's a short one or you know a longer one. You know, sometimes a lot of guys over you know over swing on you know 55. You know, especially in New York when it's kind of breezy yeah, and a little cooler, probably, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so he's trying to hit the same ball, and you know, you got to know what your leg strength is and where you know you kind of maxing out at, and just kind of go from there.
2: And how do you play the wind? Because I think that's always interesting to watch how you kick the ball. You may start off on the right, and then it ends up coming right down the middle.
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, kind of goes along the same lines. You get you know, you got to know what your ball is going to do in the wind. Um, you know, that's what pregame's for too. You, you, you kind of see where the ball's you know starting to move more, you know, distance wise. Um, So I try and find, you know, where, you know, if I hit a straight ball, you know, if it's a left to right wind, um, you know, where it starts to move. And, you know, as the further I go back, I got to kind of give more and more more room for uh, the wind to push it.
1: How does the cold impact you? Because you played in some cold weather games of late. I think about Chicago and the wind. Um, Obviously, yesterday here at MetLife Stadium, I was on the field pregame. I was freezing. Uh, You know, obviously i'm a little soft but (laughs) they always say that the ball travels better when it's warmer
4: yeah definitely i mean you know the ball compresses and you know when it's cold air that ball doesn't compress as much um but yeah it makes it tough you know the ball does not go as far especially you know like kickoffs and stuff like that but um you know thankfully it's kind of been kind of chilly around here you know practicing so i've been kind of getting used to it and um, getting a good feel for it and um, you know, during games, you kind of you know the juices get flowing and you, you get warmed up a little bit more. So it's 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 pretty good to um, stay warm out there. Well,
1: when you're lining up for the longer field goals, Jason, do you have to not hit it the same? Because you said it's the same approach, but longer you go, don't you have to take a little bit off the height?
4: No, nope. uh, try not to. No. Um, you know, if, if you know if I was back, you know, into the wind from you know fifty five, sixty, then you might have to, but. Um, You know, that's when a lot of guys, you know, they'll rush up the middle and try and get get their hands on the ball. So you just got to kind of hit the same ball.
1: What's the longest you've ever hit from any game and then practice?
4: Uh, Games, 58. um, Did that twice. And then uh, practice, probably 65,
2: 70. Mm. 70. Yeah. I'd love to see that. So I always wondered this. Do you get jealous or, or mad at kickers? You're from San Diego. Yep. Do you get mad at the kickers that get the kick on the West Coast and the wonderful weather, and, and understanding that you kick in the in the Meadowlands and yeah. playing in Buffalo and all these tough conditions?
4: Uh, it's you know it's different. You know I played down in Jacksonville and you know I got kind of spoiled with that weather. You know it's always warm, um, but you come up here. It's it's fun. I like the challenge. Um, you know we we had a couple games there. You know against the Vikings, then going to Chicago where you know it was chilly and the wind was blowing pretty hard. So. Um, it, you know, it's a fun challenge. It kind of adds a little bit more dynamic to uh, kicking um, on Sunday, so it's fun.
1: What was your summer experience like? You were at the Seattle Seahawks. They put you on waivers. And the Jets, it was basically a couple days before the regular season. You're talking August 21st. They put in a claim for you.
4: Yeah, I mean, it was it was a quick turnaround. Um, you know, I got let go in Seattle. They went with Seabass uh, with and wanted to go that direction. Sebastian
1: so, Janikowski. Yeah.
4: Um, so, I, you know, drove my car to Boise, left it at uh, my brother-in-law's house, flew back to Scottsdale, next day turned around came out here on a red eye, went straight to practice, and then played in that third preseason game uh, about 36 hours later. Um, so it was, it was a quick turnaround, and then, you know, it kind of kept rolling, because, you know, Taylor Burlet was here, he was doing a good job, you know, knew how to compete. Um, but it was fun. you know, I, I just kind of took it one day at a time, and, you know, it was nice to get that three to four days off before the season started to get some, <laughs> get some sleep.
1: What was that competition like with Janikowski? Did you think going in while you were there that, okay, it, it, they're leaning that way? Did you have your mind
4: uh, prepared that, okay, well, I might have to make a move here, or you didn't know? Uh, you know, I'm a competitor. Um, you know, he's, he'll probably be a Hall of Famer when he's done. Right. Um, you, know, but, you know, I wanted to go out, go in there and beat him um you know it didn't go that way but you know i was thinking i was kicking really well up there so i knew you know even though that didn't work out that there'd be a spot somewhere out there for me i didn't know exactly where it was um you know plus that it you know came here in new york but you know i'm a competitor and i want to beat you know everybody so that's just kind of my uh, mindset
1: you've kicked as well as anybody in the national football league this season if you're putting together an all-pro team eric coleman I will make this guy my kicker.
2: Absolutely, 91% right now. Yeah, 21 to 23. Man, you can't beat that. So let me ask you this: Growing up, you, you played soccer, right? Yep. So were you a big fan of football? Were there any kickers that you looked up to when you were growing up?
4: Uh, when I first started k- kicking, um, Nate Kading was kicking for the Chargers. You know, I, I grew up a you know Charger fan um, when I was young, so you know I'd, I would always keep an eye on him. But um, other than that, you know, I, just, I enjoy watching guys kick. You know, throughout the league, you know, I love kicking. Um, you know it's fun for me and you know I just kind of you know from when I first started kicking into even now you know I watch every game on uh you know on film and just you know see how guys did and just kind of keep it keep track of everybody so it's fun
1: how just, much pride do you take in the touchbacks because yes you're kicking well in the field goal department but you have 39 touchbacks this year so that means the Jets don't have to cover a lot of these kicks I mean they're going down there they're they're going to be prepared for it but automatically, if you're putting it, your foot on the ball properly, which you have been, 39 times is starting their drives at the 25-yard line.
4: Yeah. Um, you know, Tes and the guys, they want to make plays sometimes. Um, so they, they, they're trying to get me to hang it up. But, um, you know, Warriors want some touchbacks right now. And, you know, it's, it's a good challenge, too. You know, up here it gets difficult. You know, when it gets windy and cool. But, um, you know, I pride myself on, you know, being able to hit touchbacks or, you know, if they want it hung up to be able to do that. So... Um, you know, we're calling that in the off season, so it's nice to uh, see it come, you know, full circle.
2: So, can we talk about? You know, we had uh, we had a couple of the offensive linemen on the show earlier in the season, and we talk about how that old line is like a, a team within itself. Mm-hmm. And on special teams, it's usually the kicker, the punter, the long snapper, and it's usually that group. How how well have you guys bonded as a group? And uh, is that the same thing that you've experienced with the Jets?
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Tom. And uh, Locke, they you know they welcomed me with open arms right away. Um, you know we had great chemistry right away. Um, we spent you know a lot of time together. You know we, our meetings aren't as long as everybody else's. You know so we're in the locker room a lot, hanging out. You know working out in the weight room. Um, you know we hang out a lot off the field also. And you know they're great guys. You know we're all around the same age, so it's very easy for us to you know, just hang out. Um, but we have a great chemistry you know those guys are great they're great at what they do um they make my job kicking field goals really easy because they're both you know Tom's a great snapper Locke has great hands so um you know I love working with those guys and it's awesome
1: your snapper Lachlan Edwards is from Australia so has he got into the golf mix as well is he your golfing buddy here
4: uh you know I don't golf during season you know unless okay. it's a bye week but uh he says he golfs a lot so you know if if i'm still here next year um we'll have to get out or you know just meet up in the off season and get some golf in um huh. i i i, I true i enjoy a lot of golf so i don't know <laughs> if he's gonna keep up with that but yeah you know, so <laughs> we
1: were just talking about it before it came on air is that you're gonna get away for a couple of days you're actually gonna go back to scottsdale right and and, yep. and you got some time booked to do what
4: <laughs> yeah going back there for two days play a lot of golf and then you know come back and hang out with my wife so.
1: is that something you've talked to uh, jermaine curse about because uh, yeah. curse recently got a chance before the season obviously got a chance to play with uh jordan spieth
4: mm-hmm. wow yeah uh, so i was in seattle and i was playing a lot up there and then you know when I, when I got picked up here a lot of the guys i was playing with there like one of the first things that everyone told me was make sure you hook up with curse he loves golf just as much as you do so um you know i'm excited to get out and play with him too
2: Nice. Now, you, your lovely wife is in attendance. Yes. Have you guys, you know, being new to New York, have you guys got out to the city and, and done any of the, the sightseeing or, or anything like that?
4: Uh, she's been a few times. We, we did the helicopter ride over the city. Um, I'm not a big city guy. I'm more of a suburban guy. So uh, <laughs> she, she tries to drag me out there. Um, we'll, we'll get some time down there in the uh, bye week. But, um, you know, get, got a lot of fam- family and friends that come out, I think, more so because they enjoy going to the city and then coming to the game on Sundays. But, you know, it's awesome. So it's good to be in a big city like this.
1: How challenging was the move, not only for you, because you have to be so locked in, laser-focused, that, okay, well, Seattle so wave me. The Jets picked me up. I'm going drop my car off in Boise. I, I'm going to get there. Ne- uh, the next day, I think you were on the sidelines in Philadelphia, and you kicked a, what was a 50-what yarder against you? 50-what? Eight. Yeah, 58-yarder against the eagles and right there in the press box a lot of us said well the jets have their kicker but how about your wife the challenges that she had as far as making the move over here too yeah she
4: you know she's a stud she you know she she handles everything at home um you know we have two awesome dogs too and she takes care of them when i'm away so um you know she moves everything out for us and takes care of all that stuff so you know, i literally just focus on kicking and you know enjoying playing football so um you know, she, she's helped me through a lot. You know, especially this last year moving out of Jacksonville. So it's 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 awesome having her, you know, by my side and you know supporting us through everything.
1: What kind of dogs do you
4: have? Uh, one one's a big boy, is a ninety pound, probably like a border collie mix, and then one's like a shepherd terrier, kind of forty forty five pound guy. They're both they're both getting kind of old, but you know they're awesome dogs.
1: That's awesome. You know who's a big dog fan uh, on the Jets, and, and I don't know if you had an opportunity to bring your dogs over there with. Leonard Williams too. Have you seen photos of those guys? I have
4: not seen photos.
2: they oh, big boys. dogs okay. oh,
1: oh my! I don't even know what the size. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, what they're called because they're human beings. I mean, they are bigger than uh, they're bigger than me. Oh my goodness! And, and he feeds them a bunch of raw food and all this other stuff. Hey, uh, I asked uh, Rontez Miles about this before, but what, what was it like inside the facility today? Uh, I mean, I know the guys were very down. Uh, and, and that's obvious a 41 time loss to the buffalo bills on a four-game uh losing streak this team uh jason what's it like and how can this team rebound at this point
4: it's it's tough you know you a lot of guys that you know great guys that are competitors and you know when something like that happens on a sunday it's tough you know especially going to a bye we've got to think about it for two weeks but um you know we've, we've stayed tight through everything so i think there's going to be you know Everyone's going to kind of get away, clear their mind, and then come back and, you know, ready to work and just, you know, really take pride in, um, you know, putting putting our best foot forward for these last six games and, you know, try and you know, get some wins going, going through the the year.
1: How, how does a guy from the West Coast wind up at Marist, by the way?
4: I didn't, I didn't have many offers coming out. He um, doesn't go the, the junior college route, and they called late. You know, enjoyed my time out here. It's the first time I saw snow, so that might have done it for me. But, uh, <laughs> You know, it, it, it worked out. It made, you know, the road to the NFL a little tougher, maybe because, of, you know, smaller school. But um, I had a blast there for four years, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Did
2: so so what, what advice would you give to a, a young, aspiring kicker out there? You know, I know it's a, it's a grind to make it to the NFL. You have to have some luck, probably. Uh, the circumstances have to be right. What advice would you give to a kicker trying to make it to the NFL?
4: Uh, just, you know, work hard and take advantage of every opportunity. Um, you know, I was given an you know, opportunity to go down to Jacksonville and compete for a job, and, you know, I wasn't going to let that slip out of my out of my hands. So, um, you know, you has got to work hard and when opportunity comes cuz there, there's plenty of opportunities for guys out there and you just got to take advantage of everything.
1: What position did you play uh, uh,
4: in soccer growing up?
1: And at what point did you say, "I'm going to go over?" Did somebody spot you and say, "Hey man, you ever think about playing a little bit of football?"
4: Yeah, you know, I, I, I was pretty serious in the soccer. I wasn't even going to play, you know, football in high school. I, you know, I was playing pretty high-level club. Um, and then Freshman year, buddy that I played baseball, Little, uh, little League with, he uh, was kicking for the freshman team and broke his leg because he was playing running back too. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot and um, fell in love with it. And just, uh, you know, from then on out, just I kind of started to fall away from soccer, even though I still loved it. But, you know, football was just, you know, it's just something new to me and I just had a blast doing it.
1: Were you, uh, do you play different positions in high school or did you stay solely a kicker? Just at high school, I'm talking.
4: Uh, about. Freshman year, I played a little bit of receiver and corner, but. Um, Sophomore year, I I was started playing on varsity, so I was you know I was too small to.
1: You ever ask a yeah. uh, hey, uh, brand boy or hey, if you're in the mood for a fake? Uh, I don't have bad hands, so maybe you can toss me <laughs> yeah. the ball. Maybe and I can l- catch and
4: you know I when 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 the when the field's there I can you know I got decent speed for uh, for a kicker so. Um, you know if he wants to run something we'll always be open for it
1: okay well uh jason Myers, you're off to a hell of a start with the new york jets enjoy your time in scottsdale uh you guys get away for a couple days and you can get back on the golf course but uh we're looking forward to you setting some records here over the final six games uh thank you so much for joining us and we'll be right back here on inside the jets
0: barkley back to throw on third down and goal Steps up at the 15th, bullets one into the end zone, he's got Zay Jones, touchdown, right underneath the Jet goal post in front of Buster screen.
1: Welcome back to Inside the Jets, Eric Allen and Eric Coleman. We are broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Uh, Wow. An hour goes fast here. We had Rontez Miles and Jason uh, Myers. uh, Myers has been playing so well. 21 to 23. Four kicks of at least 55 yards this season.
2: That's such a weapon for your team when you can have a kicker who who you can rely on, who can hit those deep field goals, and then on kickoffs, who's getting touchbacks all the time. It's such a weapon for your team.
1: Overall... You could make an argument that the Jets' most consistent unit this year has been special teams. Now, they did give up the fake punt mm-hmm. to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Logan Thomas, the former Virginia Tech quarterback, got him on that. But overall, Brandt Boyer's units have really done a nice job.
2: They have been lights out this season. You know, I have to give them a lot of credit. You know, you know, we had some of the, the star players come on this show, and they're committed to, to playing special teams and, and dominating, helping this team win at all costs. And you can see it how they play. You know, they've, they've been great covering kicks, punts. Lachlan Edwards has been phenomenal, punting the ball this year. Uh, really a big asset to your team.
1: And uh, the guy who was here in segment two, Rontez miles uh, My, uh, Miles can really help this team down the stretch. I mean, this guy, core teams player, 26 special team stops in 2017, plays with his hair on fire. I love his personality.
2: Oh, I love it, too. And he has one of those infectious attitudes. You know, he's become one of the, the core leaders on this team, a great player. He plays the game, like you said, uh He's relentless out there, and that's what it takes to be a great special teamer. It's all about attitude and effort, and he has the skill set to to go out there and dominate and make plays. 26 tackles. I don't think people understand how many special teams tackles that is.
1: All right, I, we got to thank a couple people before we get to a couple topics. Uh, Michelle's back in the studio. Justin's here every week. Bree, Jack, Frank the Tank, our production crew here as well. Across the street, David Vega. Is on the controls, making sure that we are covered on all the Jets platforms, but um, e something that Ron has talked about, which struck out to me was, we got a lot of young guys a lot of energy but they're making some mistakes along the way, and he thinks it's a growth process.
2: It is, it, and they do have a lot of young guys who are passionate about this game, and, and playing in the NFL on this big stage you're going to play some huge games, and Typically, the teams who calm down the fastest usually perform the best. And when you have some young guys on the team who haven't been through these situations, it makes it tough because emotions get into the game. When you get too emotional, it takes away from your thought process and what your eyes tell you. And your reaction is a little bit slower. So the more experience they get, the better off they'll be. This is a young team. They're very talented. I'm excited. Despite what happened last week, I'm excited what the future holds for the Jets.
1: Eh, eh. When you're speaking about the future, you're speaking about a guy who was not on the field for the Jets in Week 10. That's Sam Darnold.
2: Yeah, Sam Darnold. You know, missing Sam Darnold on that field, uh, that's a big piece of your team. He's He's your general. He's the leader of this team. You know, he is very young. But at that quarterback position, he has done a great job of being a leader. He has some, some things that he needs to work on, some lumps that he's going to go across because he's so young. But I think that they, the Jets are definitely in good hands with Sam Darnold at the quarterback position. Yeah,
1: and I'm certainly not saying he's arrived, and nor is he saying that. My point is, when you discuss the Jets in the future, it's going to be about how has this guy developed – and he's only 9 games into his NFL career.
2: Yeah, you know when when you look at the teams, 10 9 that he's played. Yeah, well I mean when you look at the teams typically every every season when you get into the playoffs the the conference finals uh they're usually four really good quarterbacks playing there and and it takes a great quarterback for you to to get to where the Jets want to go which is winning Super Bowls to get back on that on that track and I think they're in good hands with Sam Darnold he is going to be a great player I'm, I'm excited about him he learns from his mistakes he has the great attitude he has all the tools physically and uh this is something that the Jets been waiting for for a long time. You
1: have an off season to put some more pieces around Sam Darnold. And, that, and a lot of money. And a lot of money. A lot of financial flexibility. And that is certainly going to happen. But this week, because we will not be here next week, Eric Coleman, when that Jets coaching staff does a self-scout, what do you think they're going to come away with offensively, defensively, you got 30 seconds
2: well you know one thing that happens with self-scout is for coaches they get to see their tendencies are, are they doing something on first down are we running the ball too much do we need to throw in some play action uh, you know also you get to evaluate your players during the season it gets tough to evaluate you watch that game film uh, you go going week to week you have the next opponent when you have that bye week you get a chance to look at your players are they performing up to where we think uh, up to our standard and what do we need to do to make the changes
1: well, the Jets will get back at it in two weeks against the New England Patriots, and the Patriots uh, will be hungry for a victory. They just got a handed to them in Tennessee. But Eric Coleman and I will be back after our bye next week. Thanks for watching and listening to Inside the Jets.